Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to go through our coaches' clipboard for the Sydney Roosters taking on the Cronulla Sharks tonight. I should say the Sharks taking on the Sydney Roosters. It is, of course, coming from Shark Park, so the Sharkies are the home team there. Sorry, our coaches' clipboard is out a little bit late today. I've had a bit going on, but I also didn't want to rush these. Wanted to do them properly and uh, come up with some good points for you guys to consider. And I think uh, I've found some crackers just quietly. Now... It's obviously Craig Fitzgibbon versus Trent Robinson. Obviously, Craig Fitzgibbon was the assistant coach at the Roosters only two years ago. Uh, so a really interesting matchup once again. This is the third and final game of the weekend. That is Master v Apprentice. We obviously saw Kevin Walters and Craig Bellamy go head-to-head last night. The Apprentice coming home with the Chockeys. We've then got Ivan Cleary going head-to-head with Webster this afternoon. And then tonight, we've got Craig Fitzgibbon, the Apprentice, taking on the Master, Trent Robinson. So it's going to be a very, very entertaining afternoon of footy with the Panthers and the Warriors first, then this game. Now, we're going to start with Craig Fitzgibbon and his coach's clipboard, obviously taking on the Sydney Roosters. Now, I think the thing to note with both these sides, they make a lot of errors, both of these teams. Yeah, I think they're both in the top four teams for errors. Uh, it should be noted, you know, the Brisbane Broncos are there as well. So sometimes errors, I mean, the, the, the West Tigers, the other team is in the top four for most errors in the competition. I think the West Tigers indicates to them playing poor football, but you would probably look at the Brisbane Broncos, for example, and you'd say, you know what, they make a lot of errors because they move the ball around a lot and they take a lot of shots. And I think that uh, the Roosters, they're probably in between the two of playing poor footy this year and making errors, but they do take a lot of shots. And the Sharkies, they definitely take a lot of shots. They're not afraid to make errors. And it's going to be something key we're going to talk about uh, throughout this Coach's Clipboard episode. But let's have a look at Craig Fitzgibbon and what is on his Coach's Clipboard for this week. Obviously, Jared Rear Hargraves is out of this game, which is a huge loss for the Sydney Roosters. 
So Lindsay Collins, he becomes the alpha in this team if he wasn't already. Got some really interesting numbers for you on Lindsay Collins. You may have already seen them on social media, but they really did blow me away. So my first point is Lindsay Collins. I'll read what I've got here. With JWH out, Collins is the alpha in this pack. He has gone to another level over the last 18 months, and the Chooks will be relying heavily on him tonight. In 2023, Collins has played 23 games. He has played sub-55 minutes in 12 of those games. The Chooks have won three of those games. So in the 12 games where Lindsay Collins has played less than 55 minutes, they've only won three of them. Now on the other side of the coin, when Lindsay Collins plays 55 plus minutes, which has happened on 11 occasions this year, the Roosters have won nine of those games. So off the top of my head, when he plays less than 55 minutes, the Roosters win about 25% of those games. When he plays more than 55 minutes, the Roosters win something like 85% of those games. Now the Roosters are obviously on a bit of a hot streak at the moment uh, where they've won five games in a row and in no shock to anyone during that period. Lindsay Collins has averaged 64 minutes over those five games, and they've won all five of them. So Lindsay Collins, he is the low-key MVP for this team. Now, the thing that makes it hard with Lindsay is that there isn't like a direct way to stop him, in my opinion, because a lot of the very good things he does are sort of off-ball and little effort areas, and I just think he's one of those guys that brings an extra gear to the Sydney Roosters. But I think he is the best middle forward in this team at the moment. So when I have a look at the Cronulla Shark side, and we'll talk about it soon, there isn't really a standout forward to me. There isn't a Payne Haas guy. There isn't a Fisher-Harris guy. There isn't an AFB guy. Uh, Hamlin Welle might have been that guy. He's been ruled out of this game, which is a big loss for the Sharkies. Uh, but, you know, Toby Rudolph, Cam McInnes, all these guys, they're all job doers. They're very good players, but there isn't like an obvious standout alpha in this forward pack. Britton Nicotter might be it, but I think for the Sydney Roosters, it is by far and away Lindsay Collins. He is the guy that they need to slow the momentum down, not allow any offloads. Uh, but the stuff that he does so well is very hard to stop. It's those little effort plays that Payne Haas comes up with as well, being at certain spots of the field when he's not meant to be there. Those little inspirational things that true leaders do. But the Sharkies, they have to keep Lindsay Collins, uh, his impact to as little as they possibly can. I would assume that Trent Robinson has told him, hey, I'm going to need you for 60-plus minutes in this game. That's when we play our absolute best footy. I'd back him in for 65 to 70 minutes in a huge game tonight. Big test for Craig Fitzgibbon and his forward pack, who he needs to really get them fired up for tonight's clash. The wild card, my next point. It is, of course, the whiz kid, Sammy Walker. Dropped mid-season, then injured. It's been a weird old season for Sam Walker, but all of that is behind him now. Absolutely dominated the South Sydney Rabbitohs last week in what was a finals game. This Chooks team has been playing finals for the last four or five weeks, realistically. Now he takes on the Dalian medalist from last season, Nico Hines. This is going to be an absolute cracker. And Sam Walker, he's going to be a key guy for the Cronulla Sharks and Craig Fitzgibbon to start. What I've got written here, one of the hardest guys to prepare for in this league is Sam Walker. He does things in an unorthodox manner, but Christ, they're effective. It's his long passing game that gets all the attention. This is what makes his short passing and running game so dangerous, though. Expect the unexpected from Walker, but force him to make 25 tackles. When I look, when I think about Sam Walker, the first thing that I think about, I think a lot of people think about, is those Harbour Bridge passes that he throws, uh, those long balls that he can just create something out of absolutely nothing. I think because of that, you do see defensive lines. They know 
the wingers at least know they have to hold their paint, which sort of spreads out the defensive line a little bit more than what you would usually do for ball players. Uh, but for me, I think that that's what makes the other parts of Sam Walker's game so dangerous, that you know he's got that long ball that he's, you know, he, he's not afraid to throw it. And I think sometimes Sam Walker can throw it at the wrong times, but fuck, that makes him dangerous, that he's willing to do it whenever, and it makes him unpredictable. His short passing has been very good over the last few weeks, and as we saw last week against South Sydney and the week before that, his running game has been tremendous. He runs a little bit awkwardly, a little bit unorthodox. Everything he does is a little bit odd, Sam Walker, but that's what makes him so dangerous. He's another guy that I'm not quite sure how you defend him, because you're not really sure what you're going to get, but the one thing that you can do, and it's the same as the next guy we'll talk about, is you can send traffic at him all day. You can force Sam Walker to have to make a lot more tackles than what he usually does. Now, Sammy Walker, a lot of people want to say he's not a good defender and whatever. I personally think for his size and everything, he's a bloody tough defender, a good defender. He's not going to hide away from stuff either, but you need to be trying to get him to do as much work as he possibly can. You're trying to take as much petrol out of the tank as you possibly can. Same as the next guy we'll talk about, probably even more so. But Sam Walker, he is the key guy for the Sydney Roosters. If they are to win tonight, I believe he will have a big impact on this game. And I think there's any doubt about that whatsoever. If you have a look at, you know, over the last few weeks, over his last three games, he's been forced to make 20-plus tackles in all of them. You go back to the last time the Sharkies played the Sydney Roosters all the way back in round seven. That was the night that Sam Walker made more tackles than he has the entire season. He made 30 tackles. Now, when you forced him to make 30 tackles, he also missed eight. So that's your challenge. The more the more Petra you can take out of Sam Walker's tank, the more you can target him. So I think the, the Sharkies will come in with a plan, as they did all the way back in round seven, the last time they played them, to really force Sam Walker to make as many tackles as he possibly can. And I think that'll be a big play for them. Um, and I think as the game goes on, you will be able to catch him out there. Uh, but yeah, he's hard to prepare for in defense. Jeez, so, I think it's just white knuckle, hold on, you know, expect the unexpected from Sam Walker. But the more defensive work you can force him to do, the more times you can send big bodies at him, I think the better for the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, our last one, our last point is Manu and Cheese. So the two... The two real X factors in this side, I think that for me, I look at Sam Walker and he's the wild card, but these two, Manu and Cheese, especially when they get into dummy half, they can be just so hard to handle uh, and they are going to be really key guys in this contest. Let's have a look what I've got written down here. Cheese has hit some good form at hooker over the last few weeks. You need to gas him to minimize his impact. Always put him on the ground with the ball and target him in defense. You're not looking for missed tackles from him, simply taking petrol out of the tank. As for Manu, if he's a if He's at dummy half. Be ready. This game will be tight. The Sharks cannot allow shit tries at a dummy half. The absolute specialty of these two. Let's start with Brandon Smith. I've always thought he is a better middle forward than he is nine. As a hooker over the last few weeks, he has been tremendous. There is no denying that. I cannot push back on that at all. He has been very, very impressive over the last few weeks, Brandon Smith. And I do think he's in for a big game tonight. I think that one thing with Brandon Smith, you know, he might have downfalls and whatnot, but he has performed really well in big games in the finals before. And I think Cheese will be up for this one. I think he'll be up to prove a lot of people wrong, probably myself included, because he has been really good over the last few weeks. And you're finally starting to see him um, sort of get that running game back a little bit. And he hasn't ran for, you know, massive meters the last few weeks, but he is just starting to get out and sniff around a little bit more, which is really, really good to see. And that's when he becomes 
really dangerous. You read his stats over the last few weeks when he has been running a little bit more. 51 run meters against the Dolphins, 65 against the Parramatta Eels, 86 against the West Tigers, 67 against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He is definitely starting to lift those run meters, which is very good to see. But I would be really putting in a big effort to force him to make as many tackles as you possibly can. They've got Sandon Smith on the bench, so I don't think Cheese will play the full 80 minutes, but you really never know with Trent Robinson and how he wants to use, use this guy. It's hard to get a read on. You have a look at the last five weeks, though. 47, 35, 67, 79, and 66 minutes. I think they'd be aiming for Cheese to do about 60 minutes. But I do think you can gas Cheese out to the point where he does need a spell. And I think you do it through forcing him to make a heap of tackles. If you go back and have a look at the Kangaroos-Kiwis game in the World Cup where he was picked at nine, um, he really gassed out at about the 60-minute mark. And I know he's got a, you know, a whole season under his belt and whatnot now, and it is completely different. But I do think it is a spot that you can target with Cheese and if you can force him to get through a lot of defensive work and the beauty of Cheese is that he's an absolute competitor if you put tackles in front of him he's going to go at it 100 miles an hour he simply can't fucking help himself that is what I'd be doing with Brandon Smith when it comes to Joey Manu obviously he comes into this game probably not at 100% no one's 100% that is running onto the field tonight but in particular Joey Manu dare I say that if it wasn't a finals game Manu's probably not featuring in this one where I do think Manu can still be so explosive and it's the same as Brandon and Smith when they're at dummy half around the ruck when they are close sorry when they're at dummy half around the line five meters out I honestly I'm more than happy if I'm Trent Robinson I'm going Manu if you see that Brandon Smith has just scooted you get into dummy half and you go yourself again we've seen it a number of times throughout these two in their career the year that Brandon Smith got Dally M hooker of the year Scored about eight to ten trials like this. And Joey Manu, he is the hardest guy to tackle out of dummy half when he goes. So the Sharkies, I do believe this game will be close. I think it will be very tight. And they do not want a shitty dummy half try from one of these two to separate it. Because you know what they're going to do. You know what's going to happen every single time. But this is what makes it so dangerous is that when either of these two are at dummy half or either of these two are around the ruck close to the line, you have to you have to put a number of people around them to make sure that you're safe, which does create opportunity elsewhere. It's one big advantage of having Brandon Smith is that he draws in numbers all the time around the play the ball, same as Joey Manu when he's there. All right, that is our one for Craig Fitzgibbon. So we've got Lindsay Collins as a key guy. Sam Walker, the wild card. You've got to force him to do a lot of work. Cheese trying to gas him out by sending traffic his way. And then Joey Manu, we need to be on red alert if you are the Cronulla Sharks whenever he's at dummy half. All right, let's move to Trent Robinson's coach's clipboard, taking on his former assistant coach and his team. Craig Fitzgibbon and the Cronulla Sharks. Obviously, the first one's a really obvious one, Nico Hines. Everyone knew he was going to be at the absolute top of this list. A real ball-dominant halfback, probably a more ball-dominant halfback than the vast majority in the NRL. But, geez, it has paid dividends for Nico over the last two years. Dally M, back-to-back final series appearances. Great to see a fantastic story coming up from the Melbourne Storm. But today, Trent Robinson, he needs to find a way to stop him. And I think if you can take Nico Hines out of this game to some extent, Good God, you go a long way to beating this Sharky side. Let's go through our coach's clipboard for Nico Hines. Nico Hines is the the ball-dominant ball player in this footy side. The Roosters need to be aware of his location at all times. Hines does his best work down the fringes on short sides. Communication is key with Hines. He will be looking to isolate the Roosters' centers against his strong, robust outside backs. You allow him to get to these spots, and you're in for a long evening. Communication, as I said, it is going to be key with Nico Hines tonight. The Chooks... 
They need to be well and truly aware where he is at all times, and all eyes need to be on him. What I love what what Nico Hines does, and it's probably what Luke Kiru was the master of two or three years ago. When you see him sort of floating around behind the play the ball, and then he just and he's just communicating and pointing, and you know get, getting the sharks in the right spots. Then all of a sudden you'll just see him look up, he'll count numbers, he'll see something, and he'll take off down a short side. He does it down the open side as well. But I love when he gets on the front foot, he gets it tight from the dummy half, and then he comes off his inside foot, and then he starts to create spaces. And that's where you see your Sivitalik guys, your Britain Nickers, your your uh, Ramians, these sort of guys all starting to hit holes. And that's when Nico Hines is at his absolute most dangerous. He is going to be a key guy, and I'm going to talk about those centers a little bit more in a moment. But Nico Hines, these are the spots he'll be trying to get to. Out on the fringes, there are certain defenders that he's going to try and find. And based on what he's shown us over the last two years, I think he will be able to find them in this side, especially when he shoots down those short sides. He'll be trying to get his centers one-on-one with certain spot defenders for the Sydney Roosters. So a big, big test for those key guys. We'll talk about them in a minute. But there needs to be all eyes on Nico Hines all night. There were rumors circulating for the last day or two that Will Kennedy was going to feature in this one. He is, he is not in their extended squad anymore, so it will be Connor Tracy. So Connor Tracy is another one that when he goes down a short side, he can be lethal. And this is where communication for the Chooks in defense is going to be so key. We'll talk about their defense in a moment because uh, it's going to be very important. Uh, let's move to point number two. And we said that Nico Hines, he'd be trying to isolate certain guys. I believe the Sharkies will come into a plan to try and get at the Roosters centers, Joey Manu and Billy Smith. Billy Smith We've said for weeks on this podcast, we love him. Very talented defensively. There are issues there. And Joey Manu, I, I think that sometimes his defense doesn't get the attention that it should. Uh, we'll read through what we've got here. The Sharks will look to target Billy Smith and Joey Manu, who is not at 100%. Both of these two have had their defensive issues this year. Smith averaging three missed tackles and Manu averaging almost four per game. These two will need to be at their best to handle Talakai and Ramian, who has averaged 4.5 tackle breaks per game over the last 10 weeks. And I know what you're thinking. Well, hold on. Jesse had 11 last week, so that blows it way out. The week before, he had zero. Keep that in mind, okay? So realistically, it's like he had five over the last two weeks, which is just smack on average for him. So these centers, they are going to be very, very hard to handle. And Nico Hines and Trindle, they are going to have a plan just to isolate isolate these guys and get them one-on-one against Billy Smith and Joey Manu. As I said, I think Joey Manu is a guy that because he's got such great attack and he's, you know, can play fullback 5'8". Sometimes we sleep on how he can struggle in defense. And I've sort of noticed it more and more towards the back end of this season. I think that him coming into this game when he's not 100%, I believe he will be marking up against Sifa Talakai. That will be a huge, huge test. We know that Sifa, he's a guy that runs for 170, 180 run meters per game. In a big game like this, I think he'll be getting plenty of early ball and he'll be taking on Joey Manu all night. He's a big test for anyone. A huge test for Joey Manu, who hasn't been defending unbelievably well this season and who's coming in with a hamstring injury as well. So big, big test there. Nico Hines, Braden Trindle, they'll be trying to get Jesse Ramian and Sifa Talakai one-on-one, and I'm going to back at least one of those two to score a try tonight in this one. They could be the guys to really break this game open. The Roosters, they need to be helping Billy Smith, and they need to be helping Joey Manu, and hopefully Joey Manu's hamstring holds out, because if it doesn't and they've got to shift someone else out there, you're probably looking at a Sandon Smith marking these guys, maybe like an Angus Crichton, which might be the better play at the end of the day. Uh, But yeah, it's going to be a big, big test. And I think both these centers are in for big games here. Now, my last point. 
on Trent Robinson's clipboard, and I sort of spoke about it off the top. I think it's very, very important for the Sydney Roosters. Both these teams, they make a lot of errors. There's no denying that. I think the Sharkies make more errors because they take more shots. Uh, the Roosters have just been playing bang average all year. You even have a look over the last few weeks with the Sydney Roosters. Despite them winning games, the errors are still as bad as they've always been. I think they're averaging 11.8 or something. We'll read it to you in a second. But defending errors is going to be so key for the Sydney Roosters, yeah? You know the Sharkies are going to give you plenty of opportunities. They're going to make a lot of errors. The difference is that they tend to defend them a little bit better. Up until the last five or six weeks, when the Roosters, that's what's improved. It's not the errors. They haven't gone away. It's that they're learning to defend their errors a lot better. And it sounds a little bit unorthodox. It sounds a little bit silly to go, oh, you need to defend your errors instead of fucking stopping the errors. But the reality is that both these teams, they make a lot of errors. That's who they are. They're not lying to you. They're exactly who they tell you they are. And what you do in the regular season, it will shine through come finals time. This Roosters team, they've been playing finals footy for six weeks. They've still been making 12 errors per game. This is who they are, and it is not going to change. They're going to throw the ball around. They're going to chance their arm, and they're going to try and score points. It's going to work for them sometimes. Other times, it's not. And this is where they need to defend their errors if they're going to be a chance in this game against the Sharkies. Let's have a look. Defending errors. This is what I had written down. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This season, the Roosters have averaged around 12 errors per game, similar to the Sharks. The Roosters have averaged 11.8 errors over their last five undefeated weeks. The errors haven't stopped. They're just defending their errors better. The team that defends their errors better will win this one. Two eerily similar sides, according to the stats. For me, I think it's key for the Roosters. Yeah, they're still going to make errors. We know they are. They've got a lot in them. They're going to have a lot in them tonight. There's no doubt about that in my mind. But it comes down to how you defend your errors. I think this is something that the Sharkies have been slightly better at. The Sharkies know they've got a high-octane attack. They've got a higher-octane attack than the Sydney Roosters, so they are going to be more than willing to take as many shots as they need to. What the Roosters have that I think the Sharkies like is that real grit in defense, and they that needs to be absolute sky-high tonight. The Roosters know they're going to have to score points to win this game, which means they're going to have to throw the ball around, which means that they will make errors throughout this game. And that's where Trent Robinson and that really gritty, gritty style of defense that the Roosters have been built on for the last 10 or 15 years really needs to shine through in this game. I personally think it will. I think it has over the last few weeks. As I said, they haven't stopped making errors all of a sudden. They're still making as many errors as they have throughout the entire season when it was a shit fight. The difference is they're showing that grit and they are defending their errors and they need to do that again tonight. I think that you're going to get a messy game of football tonight, but I do think it will be entertaining because these are two teams that move the ball around. These are two coaches that whilst they, you know, whilst they built everything on defense and grit and all that, realistically, they are pretty loose with the way they play their football. And I think that both these teams have probably slightly looser structures than what they have previously, I think, uh, than, than other teams in this competition, sorry. Both of these coaches hand the keys to their halfbacks and say, hey, 
You guys do things a little bit differently to most sevens. We're more than happy to back it in, but we've got to defend our errors that will come off the back of that. Really entertaining footy coming your way tonight. For me, I have got the Roosters winning this one 1-12, to but at Shark Park, we know the Sharkies are an absolute handful. I genuinely do think it will come down to how the Roosters defend the centres and who defends their errors more. You will get errors tonight. I am very, very confident of it. It's all going to come down to who's more gritty off the back of their errors. If you are conceding points every two or three errors, you're going to be at long odds to win this game of football. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.